Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and Craig Cherry of the law firm Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. And greetings to you on this Thursday afternoon. Week is uh, moving quickly. Aaron Sexton alongside. And Aaron, really cool that what um, John Morris usually won. To, we like to interview all the legends, but John has now done it long enough. He's the legendary voice of the Bears. So there he was today being featured. Uh, I've heard reports. Maybe some of our staffers, Aaron, were over there pretty quickly in line for some of the barbecue that was served over there. Always love the um, Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, love going over there. Love having uh, uh, a lot of times they'll have this event over there. Jay Black and his staff do such an incredible job. But uh, what a cool scene. And um, how did uh, did Aaron, how is John acting today on the air? Did he come in kind of beating his chest about lunch with a legend? I think I heard something about him <laughs> trying to call it lunch with the schmoes the schmoes or something like that yeah no as, as you know uh from knowing john many years he is uh very very humble and and uh you know just i don't uh, know that side of him I, i'm sorry <laughs> i don't know the humble that's side the, of john but yeah yeah he was he was he was very flattered and kind of uh and and very honored uh to have that happened and uh and and humble is always about it you know he was like uh-huh. kind of why me and you know of course uh craig harper and i were right there to tell him well there's a lot of reasons why you because you're a baylor legend yeah well craig harper now there's a name that takes me back a little ways yeah he was special craig's guest been on a the part of the uh show today yeah oh good good yeah craig's been around for years and good uh Good Baylor man, good radio man. So Craig Harper, I've known that name forever, and uh, a good guy. So that's nice. I hope there was a uh, nice gathering. Uh, Aaron, were they all masked up? Did you ask John if everybody was masked up over there? Maybe don't ask that. Let's not. Let's not get that all started. But um, hopefully everything was good. Usually they have some great um, barbecue or whatever's. I've been to a few of those over the years. Uh, Aaron, see if you can secure a like a, a audio of that. I wonder if um, I want to. I heard Tom was over there. I wonder if he recorded any of that. Uh, if uh, and I, I bet John was rolling on some of that. But I, I would like I'd like to listen to some of that. Okay, I'm not even saying we have to play it on our show. I just want to hear it for myself. Yeah, I'll that see sounds if- like a fun one. Okay, just see if there's something floating around. Somebody in the Baylor Audio Visual Department probably tape that and uh, they'll want to uh, they'll want to be on top of that John who uh, served under the great uh, Frank Fallon and uh, and then uh, when Frank uh, finally retired God love him uh, the uh, John took over and uh, the rest is history and John has gone on and, and become the voice of the Bears and uh, we we love the guy and uh, so that was great him being honored in that way all right um all kinds of things to, to, to start off today. We'll have some NFL news at 3.20. And then at 3.40, um, Babe Laufenberg, the radio voice of the Cowboys, the radio 
Oh, I don't know. Brad Sham will get mad if I say that. The radio analyst, let's call him, all right? Uh, for the Cowboys radio network, you hear him right here on this fine affiliate, ESPN Central Texas. So Babe Laufenberg talking Cowboys. That will happen at 340. It's always good to catch up with Babe and see what's on his mind. Um, I, I like this tweet that went up right before we came on. You know, uh, Aaron, I've told you I kind of like to I like to kind of keep things local sometimes. I like to kind of see what's going on. Listen to what I just saw on the Waco Trib. You know, right before we come on, I'm checking around, making sure there's no breaking news, making sure we can account for anything that's out there. When Waco area golfers show up for their regular rounds this weekend at city-owned Cottonwood Creek Golf Course, they are in for a pleasant surprise. All the greens have been resotted uh, to make up from an early winter frost. All right, all right, Aaron. I mean, does that get you? I know you said you're not maybe into golf as much as I am, but uh, they are now ready for play. And so uh, Cottonwood, which uh, a lot of us have grown up playing. I played all through. Uh, I played all. Oh, look at here. Special. This is this special breaking news brought to you by Art Strickland, who went to Baylor. He's big in the golf community. Of course, Art was right in the middle of this thing. So, longtime head professional Kenny, uh, this is this is uh, this is really interesting. They got they got Art in there writing for the Waco Trib. I like that. All right, so Aaron just wanted to get that out to our local our local golf folks. They resodded them with mini verde grass, and everything looks great, according to the head professional. It's a better look for the golfers and a better feel for anybody who is playing the course. Aaron, could you walk out of the studio right now? And just the, the our studios, for people that don't know, are located right next to Cottonwood. Aaron, would you mind just looking out the window right now? And can you tell me how those greens look to you? Just take a peek. Yeah, you got a window right behind you there. Just take a look. Uh, are you? You could probably just about see. I'm trying to think what what green you'd be able to see on that side of the uh, our studios. Aaron, how does it look? Everything look pretty good over there. It does. Um, there's okay. some trees in the way, but you can see there's yeah. a there's yeah. an opening where you can see, and mm. it, it looks fabulous. Mm. I like it. I was afraid you were going to say, Matt, I can't see anything. No, there's actually <laughs> is. There's, oh, there's good, like good. one clearing there. in there where oh, you can see, where you can see, get okay. a good good look mm -hmm. at the greens. Okay, and, and during Tom's show, what I want you to do during game time, I want you to go out and walk the course and kind of give give him a first firsthand account on kind of how they're putting, how the balls are rolling, what they are on the stint meter, okay? Just, um, just try to keep that in, uh, in mind. All right, by the way, welcome everybody that's uh, dropping their kids off at Baylor. Good to have you. Good to have you listening. I went to Baylor. Uh, my parents went to Baylor. My great-grandparents went to Baylor. We all love it. And uh, we're very uh, excited for all of you bringing your kids into town. Uh, so one of my best friends, some of our best friends at Dunsworth dropped their son Garrett off today. And uh, it looks like a, a really good crew over there helping them move in at Penland and Martin and all the, the uh, boys' dorms. And, Aaron, something that you, when you and I were college age, uh, the dorms were you had a boys' dorm and you had a girls' dorm, okay? You had Collins and Russell for the girls or Coconut for the girls. I think Memorial was a girls' dorm. Uh, and then, of course, boys, you had Brooks, Martin, 
Penland. Yeah, that was about it. Okay, you had the quadrangle if you were an athlete. Okay, I didn't have to worry about that. I was over at uh, Penland, over at Penland Hall. But uh, now, Aaron, they have what they call um, co-ed dorms. So you'll have you have uh, girls and guys all in Penland dorm. Now, you know, the Baptists are driving off the road right now, very upset. Now, I think what they do is put them, like, on a different wing. You know, one wing. I mean, I don't think they're, like, right next to each other. Like, if you step out in the hall to go to the shower or whatever, I don't think you're bumping into a member of the opposite sex like you are at uh, some of the big state schools. But, um, yeah, they, they, they are co-ed dorms now. So uh, that was not anything on our radar when I was in school, Aaron, back in the day. But uh, co-ed dorms, shout out to everybody. And remember to go over there to Heritage Creamery, one of our fine sponsors, and get some ice cream. We need a little break from all the unpacking and decorating the rooms and all that. Um, boy, I tell you, to, to decorate my dorm room, 193 South at Penland, all those years ago, we didn't need a lot of time. I mean, I don't remember putting much up on the walls. We got the sheets put on. I think got the bed made, put some stuff in there. I mean, Aaron, it's hard to believe. You know, we all live in houses, and we all kind of have grown up in life, and a lot of us have families now. It's hard to believe there was a time in our life where we just kind of had like a, you know, enough clothes. We had a little dresser drawer maybe for some clothes <laughs> and, and maybe like one little closet where you could hang some shirts or some decent shirts. And, and you might have to say that we had three roommates when I first moved in. We had a three-man room. Now, we quickly got rid of our third roommate. Had a little strange uh, situation there. He was a nice guy from uh, Grapevine, but uh, we had to move him on out. And um, Aaron, uh, the the other roommate, I went potluck, and I was a naive kid, you know, obviously not a drinker from Kaufman, little Southern Baptist kid. And my potluck roommate was from Boca Raton, Florida, and he was absolutely the wildest guy on campus. There was no, there's never, there may have never been a guy wilder in the history of Baylor than David Tansel. And lo and behold, I thought, boy, he would come in during Welcome Week, which is the, what we call the, the first week when you get down to Baylor. He would come in at about three or four in the morning, and that's the only time I would see him. And he would come, like, falling through, and I thought, oh, my goodness, what have I gotten myself into? And, Aaron, you know who I remain great friends with to this day? David Tansel from Boca Raton, Florida. We somehow, kind of the opposites type thing, we somehow became great friends. And so Monday through Thursday, we hung out in the dorm and had a great time. And then Fridays, I wouldn't see him for the whole weekend. And then we'd get back together Sunday night, and we hung out the whole time. So, Aaron, he would have been a guy that would have been hanging out at your old stomping grounds, clicks, billiards, all right? Uh, pool hall guy, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we would have got enjoyed. along great because even before I worked at, at a pool hall, I was that's pretty much where I spent my uh, my off time, my formative years. I would say my formative years, but also a lot of my adult years. I just uh, – I love you gravitated toward the yeah, pool I like, tables. Yeah, I like the, the game, but I like the atmosphere of pool halls a lot. Now, I did really you ever do. go to the pool hall on the Baylor campus at the Student Union building? Did you ever get to used to have a bowling alley down there and uh, and a pool hall, ping pong, 
I mean, that was that was quite a gathering spot. Now, it wasn't as smoky as some of the pool halls I kind of feel like you've been in. In fact, there probably was no smoke allowed at all in there. Have you? Did you ever play a game of pool on the Baylor campus in the Student Union building? I did not. I never had that opportunity. All right, man. I was one of the pool sharks down there. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't spend a lot of time there. I do think when I was at Grant Taft football camp back in the day, I probably did make it over there. So anyway, who knows how we got on all that? Congratulations over to Cottonwood. Uh, Cottonwood Creek, man, one of my favorite courses there. And um, I uh, I always love playing it. And I, had, I lost some clubs out there one day, but I, that's okay. I've gotten past it. Love going to Cottonwood anytime I get a chance. And uh, we do need to do one thing, though, uh, some housekeeping. We always, on Thursdays, do our Schmaltz's trivia question of the day and of the week uh, in this case. Schmaltz is, in case someone's never heard of it, and, and that, you know, we do have some people that have moved in from California and other places, Las Vegas, Arizona. Um, Schmaltz is, is the greatest sandwich shop in Central Texas, location uh, downtown and then one out on Valley Mills. And now that Valley Mills is a little closer to the station, so that's the one I hit most often. I asked for my bread twice break, baked, and I like the um, jalapeno bread. Okay, sometimes they just go through little seasons where they offer the jalapeno bread. Sometimes they don't. When they do, I suggest getting it because it kind of takes the sandwich to a different level. We are, uh, with the Schmaltz's Trivia Contest, they're a sponsor of ours, we give out two free sandwiches to the winner. Um, I believe, I think Sean won it. Did Sean Hunt? Yeah, Sean Hunt, won, I think, won it last week. Um, Aaron, are you prepared to give... This week's Schmaltz's trivia question, and, and before you do, let me give the, the number. This is the CNC Collision Center text line, uh, but you can also call this line. Actually, just use it for a text on this, okay? I love for you guys to call sometimes, but for this contest, just text us, okay? It's 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. Aaron, would you mind uh, giving the Schmaltz's trivia question? Sure, since we're going to have uh, Babe Laufenberg from the Cowboys Radio Network on in a few minutes, I figured we'd do Dallas Cowboys trivia. What Dallas Cowboy holds the NFL record for most passes to start a career without an interception? What Dallas Cowboy holds the NFL record for most passes to start a career without an interception? Okay, I, I tell you, let me just tell I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to try to give anything away. Uh, and, and, again, it'll, it'll start coming in pretty quickly. I, I bet we already have one, a correct one. 254-662-1660. First answer wins because that's someone who – that that usually lets us know that you didn't Google it, that you actually knew it and you got it in. So first one wins, and Aaron will then text with you and set up how you can come by and win your gift certificates, the free sandwiches to Schmaltz's. Oh, I'm always asking Aaron, Aaron, will you please just slip me one of those gift certificates? And Aaron says, no, Matt, that's not how the contest is played. That would be a violation. So I can't even get my hands on these things. Um, Aaron, 254-662-1660. As you have predicted. You seen, oh, we already have one. Yeah, we have a winner. Uh, Brandon Stone is the winner of two of those delicious sandwiches from Schmaltz Sandwich Shop. 
I, I you know, way to go, Brandon. Uh, and uh, Brandon, we'll be in touch with you and tell you how to come by and pick those up out here by Cottonwood. We're in the shadows of Cottonwood. Golly, I love Cottonwood. Those greens have me thinking about maybe driving down uh, from Salado soon and uh, and just getting right out there. Those resotted greens, very, very exciting. Okay, um, that is our Schmaltz's trivia question of the week. I recommend the Schmaltz. That one has, like, lunch meat. Uh, it has some uh, salami on there. I also the, the the underrated one is the uh, pastrami. They have a they have some pastrami that I really like, and um, I, I you know I'm not sure if it's house made or not, but it's it's really good pastrami. Uh, keep schmaltzes in mind as you uh, make uh, your dietary choices throughout the day. All right, it is the Matt Mosley show alongside Aaron Sexton, and uh, Aaron and I will take you all the way till four o'clock. I mean, if we can make it, I think we can. We're going to do an hour, and then we're going to turn it over to Tom Barfield. You may have heard of Tom's work. He's been around for a long time. Tom Barfield has a show called Game Time. That'll start at 4 o'clock. But next, we have our daily NFL news and nuggets for you and something interesting to watch tonight for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. The humidity sticks around as we head into the overnight with partly cloudy skies and a low tonight of 77. We'll wake up to a little bit more cloud cover in the morning before seeing mostly sunny skies as we head into the afternoon with a high tomorrow of 94. Heat index values will feel a little bit more like the upper 90s to lower 100s. Saturday is looking to be mostly sunny and a high of 96. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:30, 6, and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor football lives here. Slipping one man. It's Snead. He's go. into the end zone. Wow, what a move. The shotgun. He's pressured, and he's down. Hit by Bernard. He's ready. Pass is caught. Touchdown, Bears. Pass intercepted. This will be a pick six into the end zone. Oh, he's got Abner for a touchdown. Listen all season long on your home for Bears football. ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they also have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome, and they offer 90 days same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Store hours of Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturday, 10 till. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I walk all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. All right, your body needs essential nutrients every day to keep you healthy and feeling good, especially right now. Boy, I know a lot of folks are uh, nervous about everything. The Delta variant has arrived. One of the things I've tried to do throughout the pandemic is take things for my immunity support. Uh, vitamin D and zinc 
are recommended. We don't always get enough of that. Developed by the physicians of the world-renowned Cooper Clinic in Dallas, Cooper Complete nutritional supplements were developed by Dr. Cooper and his team to address the shortcomings of other vitamin products on the market. Here's how you uh, could save some money on this, and this is what I have done. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com. All right, coopervitaminquiz.com, and take the Cooper Complete Vitamin Needs Assessment. When you do that, you'll not only find the specific supplements your body needs, you'll get zero. You'll get ten percent off your uh, entire next purchase. Okay, that's coopervitaminquiz.com for ten percent off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. Come join us, Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. Businesses that don't advertise are like fishermen who randomly drop a hook in the river, hoping for a fish to pass by. Eminem Broadcasters is the lure to bring the customers to you. Seven different radio stations, each reaching a unique audience of potential customers. Your customers. Advertise today. Email to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Warren Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Chicago White Sox pitcher Lance Lynn was ejected from his start against the Oakland Athletics last night after tossing his belt to umpires from the dugout during a foreign substance inspection. D3 football put out its top 25. University Mary Harden Baylor Crusaders are number one, followed by Mount Union, North Central, Whitewater, and Wheaton, rounding out the top five. Harden Simmons came in at number seven. You can hear all the Crusaders' games this fall on Fox Sports Central Texas. Lyle Collins left practice early yesterday for the Cowboys with what appears to be a shoulder and neck issue. Cowboys dress rehearsal with the Texans this Saturday. Astro skid continues and try to avoid the sweep this afternoon taking on the Royals. And the Texas Rangers lost to the Mariners last night. Have an afternoon game at Globe Life Field with the Mariners and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN uh, Central Texas, alongside Aaron Sexton. We continue uh, with our broadcasting day, and um, we've got uh, John Moore's kicked us off. We will take you till 4 o'clock, and then uh, Tom Barfield will be in to uh, do his, uh, his brand of show. It'll take us, uh, game time will be 4 to 6 o'clock. Um, I did want to say, before we go around the NFL a little bit, Aaron, I think you'll find this interesting. I was reading today, it was both, um, both these stories were in the Waco Trib and actually in, in, in the Dallas Morning News. John Werner wrote about the Baylor cornerbacks and actually the whole the Baylor defensive backs and talked about a, um, a nickname that's going around back there that 
I I brought up a while back, and I liked it, and I'm glad it sort of caught on. I, I think it was the father that first put this nickname out there. But the nickname is much like, um, oh, who 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 was the uh, defensive back, Aaron, that they used to call it the cornerback they would call it so-and-so island. You remember he was so great. He was the Jets defensive back, and then he played for the Patriots a little bit, and they called it. Anyway, so the nickname for Raleigh Tahada, Revis? Revis, yeah. I remember they called it Revis Island. Well, they're now calling it Tahada Island. The thought being, you know, Ranthony played for TCU, cornerback. Raleigh Tahada plays for Baylor. And then the, the youngest Tahada plays for North Texas now, University of North Texas. And so the, the nickname going around is Tahada Island. And the thought is that Baylor does not mind putting these defensive backs, these cornerbacks, into man coverage. And, and same thing, you know, these safeties, they've been around each other and played together so long that, you know, this really becomes the strength of this team. Now, the best player is probably Jalen Petrie and Terrell Bernard. It's a, it, you could go back and forth, and you could have an argument on both those players. But I would say the group that may be the most consistent and, and give the team the best chance is a, a secondary that's really, really deep and really, really experienced. So you got Raleigh Tejada. you got Kalen Boogie Barnes. Whoa, he's fast. I mean, that Boogie Barnes won state title. I think in the 100, maybe also the 200, a guy can flat out get it. Um, Kalen Boogie Barnes is the other corner. And then Mark Milton is all, also plays corner. I mean, these guys are just very, very good players, and they've been around for a good while. They've come up together in the program, and they've kind of seen everything. At safety, Christian Morgan, J.T. Woods, and then McVeigh. I, I mean, I, I think McVeigh's kind of a nice player. I like the way he moves around back there, and he'll make he'll come up and stick you a little bit. But Woods and Morgan um, both make a lot of plays, make a lot of plays on the ball. Um, this defense has a chance to be a very opportunistic. You remember Jalen Petrie had two, count them, two touchdowns uh, off interceptions last year, two pick sixes. Return two of those for touchdowns. All right, that, that, that I don't know. I don't think that had ever happened in Baylor history. That to have a season where a defensive player had two pick sixes in one season. So uh, I, I just I found it an interesting. I, Warner's a good friend of mine, and always like reading what John has to put out there. And there were some really good quotes from J.T. Woods in this thing. And then kind of the Tejada family, talking about the Tejada family. But uh, uh, I know, Aaron, you're a big Baylor fan. You have been for a lot of years. You've suffered through some of those same teams I've suffered through. I mean, I, I kind of I closed down with my – when I was getting out of school, Reedy was still there still. And then Guy Morris. I mean, it was a rough, rough time. And then, of course, Art changed everything and uh, in a good way and then sadly a bad way. But it was uh, – we've been – I'm just saying this defense, this is not – and I know preseason, Baylor's been ranked anywhere from like 7th or 8th in the conference. That's fine. I don't think it's a big deal. But 
It was the same way that year that they went seven and six under rule in his second season. I mean, I, I think people thought they were seventh, eighth, ninth best team in the conference. This is a this thing has the chance to be really good on defense. Now, how deep are they? I, you know, I mean, pretty deep. I mean, Bernard Doyle. I mean, all those guys. Matt can play can play some linebacker. I mean, I like what he does. Number fifty-two, of course, I'm talking about. Um, and then on that line, I mean, you've got it, it starts with the nose tackle. Um, it starts with, and I still I, I like it that Warner still calls it the nose guard. Okay, that's what they used to always call it, nose guard. But this, you know, modern day we call it the nose tackle. Apu Ika just flat out can take up all kinds of blockers. And, uh, Aaron, I just say, you know, if you've got what Baylor has right now is uh, elite, uh, an elite defensive lineman, an elite linebacker, and an elite safety slash linebacker, and a hybrid player that is Jalen Petrie. And then you put them, I mean, there's a chance that Barnes and Tejada both get opportunities in the NFL. I mean, I know people think, well, Raleigh's not that big, but he can cover anybody. I mean, you don't see a ton of people throwing at his side. And then Barnes, who has had to play in the past, I can't remember if it was last season or whatever, where he had like a he's wearing some big glove on his hand, where he could, you know, he couldn't obviously couldn't make interceptions like that, but he still had great coverage and great technique. So I, I just thought, uh, Aaron, I would share that with you that uh, the Baylor, the Baylor secondary is uh, has a chance to be pretty special this season. I'm looking forward to it. I'm 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 really excited. Um, you know the quarterback situation. Obviously, they still have to figure out. But if if that gets taken care of, I'm I'm really excited about the possibility of what Baylor can do this year. All right, and um, Aaron, let's go ahead and do some uh, NFL news and nuggets. If you would reach for and start the music. There it is. We do this, especially this time of year. There's a lot going on. Very important that we hit on some of these things. It's Thursday night. What happens on Thursday night? Well, during the preseason and even during the regular season, there's some NFL football. Tonight, the Eagles and Patriots are going to square off. What does that mean? Eh, Not a whole lot. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, you'll look and see if Mac plays, Mac Jones. Uh, he's been, he, you know, been kind of looking to see uh, some of these young quarterbacks. Justin Fields returned to the field today. There was one of them dinged up a little bit. Uh, I think we we're looking at Justin Fields. He's going to be fine. Somebody took a little shoulder. But anyway, Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner out of Alabama, will see his first preseason action tonight. Now, Aaron, I brought this up for you. I mean, you're a man small in stature, large in heart. But, you know, you you obviously continue to make the point that Devontae Smith is not your prototypical NFL wide receiver. His build at whatever, 5'10", let's give him 5'10", and 165, 170 pounds, we're dripping wet, is not always the prototypical wide receiver. But this guy was the most elite, the greatest wide receiver in college football. One of the best wide receivers ever. In Alabama, Devontae Smith. Now, Aaron, I get it. I get it that you're not one that uh, 
watches a lot of preseason football. I, I implore you <laughs> to sit down tonight and watch a little bit of Devontae Smith. I think this is going to be a player easy for you to root for, even though he plays for the Eagles. I don't root for any Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, no, no Eagles, no Giants, no Redskins. Other right. than that, I mean, I watch them, and I and uh, you uh, you know that I'm really into fantasy football. So obviously, uh, whether S- Smith can play or not is actually important <laughs> to to me. I want to know. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll be watching as much of the game as as, as I can. All right. Is anybody listening to our show in your league? Do you think we have some listeners out there? How many people are in your fantasy football league? I'm in a few, but uh, oh, I'm, in a, really? I'm in a 12-team league and a couple of 10-team leagues. Oh, my gosh. You are serious. I've wondered kind of what you do in your spare time. I'm starting to figure it out. Lots I pour over football stats, yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, I like this story about the Atlanta Falcons. They – they were talking about, you know, they were the first team to come out and say, hey, 100% vaccinated. Everybody's like, way to go, Falcons. You're not very good, but way to be vaccinated. Way to go, guys. Get the vaccinations. Get out there. I mean, it, you know, it's I obviously we've seen with the governor, you can still get it even if you're vaccinated, but it does seem like from what we're learning, if you're vaccinated and you get the COVID-19, you uh, tend to recover pretty quickly and the symptoms don't seem to be as bad. Although the governor seems to be getting every drug in the world. <laughs> Aaron, I mean, it's like, give the governor Regeneron. Well, he doesn't have any symptoms. We'll give it to him anyway, in case he does develop symptoms. Why is the governor getting Regeneron? I don't understand it. We're sending all our best drugs to the governor. He doesn't even have any symptoms. That didn't make any sense to me. All right, the Atlanta Falcons got to 100% vaccinated. How'd they do it? And We're not going to go on a big vaccination rant i'm not trying to tell you what to do there's people out there mosley mosley tell me i gotta get vaccinated no no i'm not saying that um you know i just stay away from me no i'm just kidding okay um he they here's how they got to 100 percent though aaron they they cut the two guys who refused to get vaccinated can you imagine that you're like on the bubble you know may make the team may not okay because you got to start cutting down, getting to a certain. You got to start bringing guys in and doing cuts. Right now you're at 90. You got to get down to 85. And then of course you got to get at some point you got to get down to 53 man roster. I think it expanded a little bit, but basically like a 53 man roster, 54 person roster. Okay, and think think about that, Aaron. Just being told, yeah, we thought we might be able to use you, but you didn't get vaccinated, so you're gone. Yeah, you, you know, know what that is? That's 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 what. The, I mean, that's a team that knows what it needs, and they w- don't want to have a COVID breakout, and they've prioritized getting vaccinated. I got no problem with it. Yeah, where, where, where wherever you fall on the whole vaccination issue, the fact is that this is going to happen more times uh, before the NFL season starts. When it comes to those last few roster spots, everything else being equal, if it comes down to someone who is or isn't vaccinated, I think the Falcons have shown that the teams are going to go with people who have been vaccinated. I think that's going to pretty much be across the board for every team, especially yeah, I, with the threat of, of forfeiting games if you have a COVID outbreak. I think that's what we're going to start doing at Eminem Broadcasting. You just, you're cut. You get cut if you're, if you're not vaccinated. Aaron, do you walk the halls ever kind of asking folks there, 
hey, are you vaccinated? Have you done a, a quick poll? How's it? How are we doing? Like, what kind of percentage are we right now? Are we above 85% vaccinated? Oh, I don't know. I, do, I don't ask. <laughs> I, I know I am, but uh, that's that's as far as I, I go with that. I want you to do, when you during this break, I want you to walk around the building and just ask everybody, okay? <laughs> we'll get a good report. All right? We'll say that at the end of the show today. We'll see what our percentage is. Uh, I thought this was interesting that um, uh, Big Ben – you know, we talk about well, everybody's like, well, it's okay that uh, that Dak's not gonna pra- you know play in this preseason game. I mean, that's not what they said early before the preseason. They were like, yeah, we'd love to see him. Yeah, it's important. Well, now it's not important because of course they're not gonna play him. So now they're playing it down. This was Ben Roethlisberger. Now part of this because he's got a new offense coordinator and uh, and some new plays, a little bit of a new system. But I, he was quoted saying, I think it's prudent to get as much time as I can under these circumstances. Aaron, you may remember, you may recall that Big Ben has been around this game for a lot of years. All right, so um, I I find that very interesting that uh, Ben's not sitting there like, oh, I don't want any reps. I'll just be ready to play when the lights come on. Get me out there. No, Big Ben said, get me in the game and it looks like he'll play this weekend. Last thing I had for you, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know those guys, Aaron, because they play for the Cleveland Browns, and, of course, those are guys you might want to think about in uh, fantasy football. I don't know which one would put up the most points for you, but Stump Mitchell has come out. You remember Stump used to be a uh, NFL running back and said that he believes that those two running backs are capable of each having 1,000 yards. Now, wouldn't, wouldn't that be something, Aaron? Do you know off the top of your head the last two the last time that ever happened? Two running backs getting a thousand yards in a season? I do not. Tony Dorsett and Herschel Walker. I just made that up. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. We'll find it. That, that'll be our second trivia question of the day. Sean Hunt's probably out there. He'll find that. When's the last time that happened, folks? Text us on the uh, on the text line. 254, that's the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. And that is NFL News and Nuggets. Next, it's Babe Laufenberg, the radio analyst of the Dallas Cowboys. Recently on the John Moore Show. We welcome in now Will London from Waco High from Baylor University and a U.S. Olympian, John Morris, along with Jerry Hill. And, Jerry, we're in the uh, presence of greatness here with an Olympian in Will London. Yeah, and first, uh, apparently first Olympian ever from Waco. I know you've talked about that a little bit, but how big a deal is that for you being the first from your hometown to ever make it to the Olympics? Uh, I didn't even know I was the first one until, like, people said it. But I guess it's just from, you know, being around at Baylor for so long, and I've seen Jeremy, Michael Johnson, those people. So I guess when they've been around so long, you kind of forget that they're not exactly from Waco. (laughs) But uh, it's exciting to know that I'm the first Olympian from Waco. You know, it was a great feeling, and I'm glad I get to uh, experience it, and the people around me can too. Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. You know the question is coming. The one that's been asked for millennia. So, what did you do this summer? How you answer may have lasting social repercussions. So strengthen that summer story of yours with a trip to experience a Rangers game at the coolest new summer destination in Texas, Globe Life Field, where every game day is 72 degrees. Make your summer plans now at texasrangers.com summer. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet store in Waco, located near Cabela's. On his Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. And pleased to be joined right now, uh, without uh, further ado, it is Babe Laufenberg joining us, the um, radio analyst for the Dallas Cowboys. And Babe, welcome home from um, California. I've spent a lot of time out there over the years and 
enjoy it. Um, I guess uh, I guess it, 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 and you've spent you actually went to school out there in that part of the world. Was it a little tough to come back to the uh, the Texas heat? And and I like when people say, "Hey, without further ado." Like, if you have Roger Staubach on, you say, now we welcome the Heisman Trophy winner, Super Bowl MVP, two-time Super Bowl winner, Hall of Famer, Naval Academy graduate. But when you don't have a lot on your resume, you just say, hey, without further ado. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I, of that. I, I love that. I think uh, you know, I think you've got plenty on your resume. I mean, two, like, no, great I, I, universities. <laughs> yeah. It played in the hey, NFL. I yeah, I played for four teams in the NFL. I always say, hey, only one team wanted Aikman, right? You only played for the Cowboys. I had three other teams wanted me. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, you try to frame it in the most positive way. But, uh, I, yeah, I did. Yeah. I grew up in California. So from where the Cowboys trained uh, in Oxnard, uh, my house was about 45 minutes away in a place called Canoga Park, San Fernando Valley, if you're familiar with that area. And did you ever, Mose, you're probably a little young for the Thousand Oaks days, yes? Yeah, a little young for that, but I, I'm okay. aware of where uh, that is. Yeah, we were, you know, 30, I grew up 30 minutes from there. And as a matter of fact, we'd go out like on a Saturday, you know, probably once at camp. We weren't like, I know fan comes from fanatical, but we weren't these fanatical people hanging around every day. My dad actually had a job. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we'd go up about once and there'd be like 200 people maybe there on a Saturday for, for training camp practice and Here's Roger Staubach and all these guys, right? But uh, so it was, yeah. it's, it's just interesting going back now and uh, experiencing it in a different fashion. But you know what's funny? You talk about leaving. Um, I'm, I'm always happy to come home. It's funny. Yeah. I think wherever wherever anybody is, right, you, you, you want uh, a little sense of permanence and a home and sleep in your bed and all that good stuff. So I'm always happy to get out there. But then by the end of it, I'm always happy to be home as well, home being Dallas. Yeah. I was really happy to be home when we used to be in San Antonio. And, and I mean, nothing against – it was a beautiful Marriott that we would be in. But about 28 days of that, babe, the yeah. walls do start to close in around you a little bit. There's something about well, having a beach nearby or some golf courses. <laughs> I used to see you on well, the golf course occasionally. You had the Riverwalk in San Antonio. Correct. But but that so, that'll mean, only beach, take you so walk, far. What's the difference? It's a body of water. <laughs> it, 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 that's right. It is a uh, a little different. <laughs> One of them seems to have some artificial coloring in it. We are talking yeah. to uh, <laughs> Babe Laufenberg, radio analyst of Dallas Cowboys, former Cowboys backup quarterback, joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Okay, uh, Dak is probably not going to play. Mike McCarthy says. Are you you know you used to play a lot in the preseason? You've seen these starters. I mean, you've been friends with with backups. You've been friends with starters like Aikman. How how much do starters, typical starters, really need or want to get out there? Like, I, take me back to Troy. Did Troy like to get a half in or at least a few series in? Did that did that kind of kickstart this? And and I guess. Uh, you know, in addition to that, how worried should fans be that it looks like Dak's first real, you know, getting hit or anything like that will come in that game against Tampa Bay? 
I'll answer your first question first, and that did Troy like to play? I used to tell Jimmy, hey, he's fine. He doesn't need any work because I wanted to play. <laughs> you know, I said, no, he doesn't need it. Don't risk him. Look, if he gets hurt, you're going to have to play me during the regular season, Jimmy. You don't want to do that. You know what's funny, Mose? You, I don't know if you were, yeah, you weren't there, I guess, because it was our, the Cowboys' last training camp in Thousand Oaks. But we left Thousand Oaks. We played two preseason games. We then played Denver in the third preseason game. And that was 1988. So we played Denver, and immediately after the game, came back to Dallas. You know, camp had ended out there. John Elway, okay, picture this, right, in today's NFL. John Elway was playing in overtime in a preseason game. I, I kid you not. We're, 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 the game went to overtime, and Elway is in the game, and it's overtime. And I, th- I think a part of that was Dan Reeves, a uh, little bit of animosity towards the ownership that had just bought the Cowboys. And, uh, yeah, but so you talk about times have changed. I mean, but I, I think in answer to the question, I would not – it's always risk-reward in everything you do in life, right? So why would you put Dak out there for a series or two? What's the reward? I, I would say somewhere between minuscule and zero. Mm-hmm. And the risk, what, what happens if he makes an off-balance throw? He's rolling out. He throws across his body, you know, and then all of a sudden he irritates that shoulder again and it sets him back. So there's no reason – uh, to play but i think I, i'll say this i think if it was a super bowl on saturday yeah um, he'd be playing he could play the, the the little you got to see of him yeah. planting moving running around out there everything to your eye um was he giving it all was there ever and you, know, you obviously got to put your eyes on a little bit of otas and some of that as well yeah. everything looked full go from him I, I thought in OTAs, Mose, and, and kind of the mini camp, I, I, I thought he had a little giddy up in his step there. I thought he had a little bit of a limp, you know, appeared to be favoring it just a little. He had to look very closely. It wasn't like he was dragging it along or anything. But then I thought in training camp, um, the ankle and the lower body, uh, he, he appeared to be fine. Uh, everything he did, rolling out, running, setting up, dropping back. I, I didn't think that was an issue. Obviously, the shoulder became an issue, but uh, I, I thought the the ankle uh, w- was fine in training camp, and I and I did feel he had a little residual effect going on in OTAs and minicamp there in the spring. Did did um, did Micah Parsons uh, just jump off the the page at you watching him in practice? Obviously, he. For those of us who are watching Hard Knocks, and I'm sure you are too, but you were out there for a lot of those practices. Uh, C.D. Lamb obviously was has been mentioned as a breakout player in camp. But with Parsons, this is an interesting guy because, baby, it seems like a lot is being put on him immediately. And and he may live up to it and may be fine. I, I just um, – I mean, you've seen this happen over the years. I mean, sometimes you can put a lot on a rookie – or a rookie can end up putting a lot on himself. What what did you observe from Parsons, and and do you think he's you know do you think he's uh, going to live up to what seems to be a lot of hype coming out of the the preseason or coming out of camp? Hard to live up to that kind of hype, I think. Um, but here's a guy that's 
240, 245 pounds that, you know, is running a fill in the blank four five, you know, four. I mean, he, you, you just watch him and it doesn't take you long to say, let me just say this. You don't have to be a trained eye. You don't have to be an NFL scout that's been in the business 20 years to look at him and say, Hey, that kid's got, that kid's got some ability there. You know, that big kid that really runs fast, he's, mm-hmm. he's going to be a pretty good player. Now, how good they're going to be, we'll see. I will say Dan Quinn, the new defensive coordinator, they have got him, as you probably have talked about, Red. I mean, he's moving all over the place. They've got him at a bunch of different spots. My concern is, uh, especially considering, you know, he's only got 13 starts at Penn State. He opted out last year. Uh, he, he has not played a lot of football. My concern is you're putting too much on his plate mentally, and now you just don't play fast. So, but I'm, I'm assuming they know what they're doing over there. Yes. <laughs> but as soon as your head starts spinning and you're trying to think too much, well, now you, you don't use your athleticism the way you could. And I always remember too, most remember Bobby Carpenter. And I know you do. Yeah. I talked to Paul Pascaloni, who was a linebackers coach at the time down in San Antonio. And it might've been Bobby's third year. And talked to Pascaloni again, he was a linebackers coach, Bobby, Carpenter was a linebacker, first-round pick from Ohio State, and I said something about his development. He said, hey, and he said, we've got to keep him in one spot. We just have to let him learn one spot, so we're going to keep him at will. He's going to be a will linebacker, and they had moved him around a bunch in the previous couple of years. So a week later, (laughs) Bobby Carpenter is like playing Sam. (laughs) <laughs> so, right after they said here's what we need to do with this guy we need to let him learn one position let him just go play like two days later he said they've moved him again and we know what has happened since now i'm not saying if they had kept him in one position he was going to be lawrence taylor but uh i, I laughed that they said here here's been the problem we gotta let him learn one position we haven't done that and again two days later he was gone so long way of saying i hope they're not putting too much on michael parsons plate mentally yeah. Yeah. What I heard you saying earlier about how you didn't have to be a trained eye was you were you were saying something to the effect of even Brad Sham could tell Micah Parsons he's a really good player. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, I will go back. I always say, you know, I think guys can declare themselves like in the preseason. And you talk about C.D. Lamb. I mean, he that's not hyperbole. Uh, he has made like in camp. You, you look up, he's making two catches a day that are just spectacular i don't mean good or you say oh that's nice play you just go wow who was that and then the guy coming off the ground or coming down with the ball it's 88 it's cd lamb but i remember uh demarcus ware his rookie year first game first preseason game first time we'd seen him in action Mm -hmm. cowboys go to seattle he plays about a half of the game he has a sack maybe two sacks a sack strip fumble an interception and like a fumble recovery, right? And you just said, okay, that that guy looks like a player. That guy looks like he's going to do okay. <laughs> now, Parcells, of course, after the game, somebody mentioned DeMarcus saying, hey, DeMarcus had a heck of a game or whatnot. And uh, Parcells said, his typical, oh, what do we want to send the guy to Canton? We want to get the anointing oil out on him already. And I was kind of like, yeah, I think you do. He looks like he's going to be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Mark, Demarcus will be in Canton. Matter of fact, he's up, he's up this year for the first time. And I'll be surprised yeah, I, if he doesn't get in on the first ballot. 
somehow, I, 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 in the back of my mind, I feel like Bill might have secretly wanted Merriman back there. But, but boy, once he saw where, he quickly got on that on that bandwagon, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. They were taking one. I think, if I'm not mistaken, was Merriman taking? No, he was he was taking the pick after Demarcus. Correct, correct? Sean Merriman. Yeah. After. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember when Wade got here, Wade Phillips, who was in then San Diego at the yeah. time, and uh, I kind of asked him, hey, who, if, if where and Merriman were there, who were you taking? And he kind of wouldn't answer, <laughs> as you might suspect. <laughs> yeah, and at that point, you know, both of them know. were still very productive, but where went on to have yeah. a better career, for sure. But yeah. uh, Well, Merriman got injured, and I think he had a suspension for PEDs along the way, and yeah, obviously uh, – Demarcus was a pretty good pick there. I think so, and I think hopefully maybe he'll uh, he'll end up in Canton one of these days. Babe, I, I really appreciate it, and uh, I appreciate also you sharing with us, um, whether it be Twitter or other places, social media, uh, talking about your son Luke, and, and uh, I just every time you do it, man, I, I just, just know a lot of us think about you and, and love that you bring him up um, uh, as often as you do, and, and uh, I know that was – had to be an emotional time out there at camp, but uh, uh, I, I just, I really, uh, I, I, I just think, I think about him and think how amazing he was and how many lives he touches. And quite honestly, with the way you talk about him and, and still talk about him at all times, he continues to touch a lot of lives. Well, it's in, thank you, first off. And um, it, it's interesting because he is still touching lives. And I've had, I, I will just let you know quickly, I've had numerous people reach out to me and say, they're ready to take their own life. And they saw what Luke went through and how he battled. And the one said I was six inches away. And it's so maybe he, he is still doing some good. The funny thing was, I'll tell you quickly, most, I never bragged on him when he was, <laughs> I don't want to say alive, but I just wasn't the type to put a yeah. bumper sticker on my car saying, hey, I've got the greatest kid in the world, you know, riding in the backseat. Um, but he was, he was pretty amazing the way he went through that and, uh, just the the way he did it, and it was just amazing to me. And uh, as funny as parents, we try to impart knowledge and teach our kids how to act and how to behave and how to grow up and how to handle things. And man, he taught me so much more than I ever taught him. That's for sure. Well, he but taught a lot it. of us, and uh, we think we think the world of you. And and uh, thank you so much for being on with us. It was great catching up, and I hope to see you soon. Okay, most my pleasure. Thank you. Anytime. There- there he goes, Babe Loffenberg, the uh, radio analyst for the Dallas Cowboys. And what I was talking about there, his son Luke uh, died of cancer. Uh, been a couple of years now. And Babe, at this most recent uh, training camp there in Oxnard, spread uh, his ashes in the, uh, in the end zone there in Oxnard, California, uh, a place they had spent some time together and, and had some great, great times together. Uh, and so that was a very, very special thing. All right, that is the uh, Matt Mosley Show today, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Aaron, and uh, thank you, Tom, for letting me go just a tad bit longer there. Game time is next. It'll take you all the way till 6 o'clock. Good night, everybody. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Only heard here. Deep ball by Prescott. Man on.